Good morning again. God bless you. We are so excited about you being here again. I just cannot imagine people keep getting up earlier and earlier. Many of them come here. Some of them even pull up in our parking lot. Out there in pajamas right now, listening over our little FM broadcast that we're pushing out into our parking lot, and then all over the world. We get emails and newsletters. Yesterday morning, we got an email from Macedonia, an instant message from Macedonia saying, hey, we're watching this morning, and so, hey, if you, uh, uh, if you guys are watching again today, God bless you. We're praying for you. We're asking God's blessing on you. We're being watched from Korea this morning, all over. In fact, over 190 countries have logged on to watch and at least picked up a a portion of it. God bless you today. What are we talking about again? 30 steps to success in life. 30 steps to success in life. Now, these 30 steps are not designed, once again, not designed to make you successful in 30 days. And even if you are not born again, these things will work. They will push you along the, 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 the ladder of life and give you a measure of influence and increase and, and, and success. However, we are assuming that you're already born again. We are assuming that you're in love with Jesus. And this is based upon the thought that if people who love Jesus would give him an opportunity in their life, he would take them from wherever they are to the place where he wants them to be so that they could have their greatest day adventure for him. You see, you're either at your greatest day, you're on your way to your greatest day, or you're coming from your greatest day. And here's the good news. It's your choice. In fact, I believe with all of my heart that when I draw my last breath on planet earth, you know, if I could, if, if I get to choose my last words, you know what my last words are going to be? As I draw my last breath on planet earth, I'm going to boldly proclaim loud as I can that my greatest day day is yet ahead (laughs) because God has a greater day for each one of us. These 30 steps, just starting off just like God did. You remember what the first one was? The first one is, is that when we see ourselves or something in our life that we don't like and we believe we need, it needs to change. We want to be more successful, more productive, more profitable to the kingdom of God, to our family, to our community. When we want to do a better job in something, it could be marriage, family, finances, whatever it might be. You see something in your life and you know it needs to change. The very first thing you want to do is unleash your imagination. You want to do what God did. When he looked down at planet earth in Genesis first chapter and he saw that it was, was, was without form and void and darkness. was. A, he wanted it to change. And the very first thing we know that anyone has to do is they have to really get some type of, of, of dream, some type of vision. Well, what do you want it to be? You need some direction in life. Without a vision, you'll perish. You'll cast off restraint. You won't even know which direction to go. And so he must have imagined what he wanted it to be like. And then the Bible says that the Spirit of God hovered over the face of the waters. He brooded over it like a hen was set on an, a, an egg to incubate it. In during that meditation process, during that incubation, during the pondering of that, that's where we develop a schematic. That's, that's where we get an idea of what our first step is. That's where we began to weed out our thoughts and God's thoughts. You have this purpose and then you ponder that purpose and then you begin your pursuit just like he did. It comes with an ownership of of the dream. It comes like it came in Genesis with a declaration, with a saying, you know, this is my, this is what I'm going to do. Let there be light. He began pursuit. He engaged himself in the pursuit. Now, those three things are the foundation of any change in life. First of all, we need to know where we're going to go. Then we need to have an idea of, 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 of what it takes for us to begin that process. And then we need to engage and get after it. And after that, we began to add elements to our lives. Now, what we have done is we have taken the life of Joseph from 
his first dream and what he thought about it and then his declaration of that dream that began his pursuit and we watched him through his life and we divided that up into 30 different things that we see in Joseph's life how he encountered life what he did about it how he allowed God to work in him from the pit to the prison all the way to the palace and today we add another element of these 30 steps to our life and as we add these life elements we believe that over the process of time God will use it and bring it back to us and we will get to react properly to life and as we do as we as as we make the right choices and as we develop the right attitudes and as we you know, do the right things, it is, it's us working with God. And God takes us from where we are to the place he's designed us to be in life. And he has designed you. God has predicted your success. That's right. Success is very predictable. That's what Deuteronomy tells us. Deuteronomy 28 says that, that you know, these blessings shall come upon you. God predicted it if you would do according to all that he said. Yeah. Also, you know, failure is predictable. But not only is success predictable, in fact, God predicted your success all the way to coming into the image of Christ. It is his purpose. It is, his, it is, it is what God is determined to do is to make you into the image of God. In fact, you can come to the place, if you'll renew your mind, to where you can prove that that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. Why? Because success is predictable. But not only is success predictable, success is achievable on planet Earth if you will just allow that same God that first dreamed about you before you were formed in your mother's womb, before you came out of your mother's belly, he had already predicted your success. Problem is, is that many of us, we don't let God work on us enough and we end up, you know, gumming up the process and making the wrong choices and giving God a little difficult time to work with. Now, here are some of the elements we've added so far. You remember we talked about relationship, how important relationship is. Why? Because it's not what you know in life that gets you where you're going. It's who you know. That's right. Even into heaven. It's not what you know. It's who you know that gets you into heaven. And if who you know gets you into heaven, let me tell you, who you know will open up a lot of doors on planet Earth as well. I'm not talking about just knowing Jesus, but who you know gives you a chance to show what you know. That's the way it was in Joseph's life. People began to open doors. Even the butler opened a door for it's because who you know. It was because he developed relationships. We need to pay attention to our relationships because relationships are often the doors through which God brings you to promote you relationships pay attention to them also presentation how important it is that we present ourselves that we don't uh, um, you know make a bad first impression what made joseph such a good buy on the auction block what made what, what made the ishmaelites want to buy him out of the pit what made potiphar want to bring him to his house and make this young man the whole the you know the, the chief steward of his house what made the jailer want to promote him to trustee it evidently was because the same thing happened to him in front of pharaoh evidently joseph presented himself as a man who had it all together not a scared little rabbit not a woe is me oh look what happened to me i've been falsely accused wrongly imprisoned oh let me tell you about my no Evidently, he presented himself as a man who had it together, and he was a chosen and desired commodity for those around him to promote, okay? So we need to give God something to work with, present ourselves, right? Then we talked about participation. It's important. God demands that you participate in your miracle. From the little woman who had the oil that needed to pour, you know, to the one, uh, you know, all over. Little woman with the issue of blood, 
You know, Naaman the leper. God demands that we participate in our miracle. And sometimes we sit around waiting on God to do stuff, and God is waiting on us to do stuff. Participation. Not sitting over saying, oh, God, deliver me from this jail. No. Even Paul and Silas participated in their miracle. They sang praises to God. It's important that we participate. Then we talked about character. We talked about humility. We talked about the endurance, how important endurance is. Kindness. Just the ability to stop by. Just, just that attitude. Stopping by other prisoners. Joseph had better things to do. He was already having a pretty bad day, most likely. Pretty bad life. He was not in the best of situations. He wasn't at his greatest day. And yet he stops by two men because he notices they're sad. And he says, why are you so sad? He cared about them. And out of that kindness, God used that element of kindness and common care for others in their moment to promote Joseph later on in life. It was through that door that God gave him an opportunity for promotion. We also talked about candidness, responsible honesty. Not irresponsible honesty, not things that hurt people for no good reason, but the ability to just be honest with people like he told the, you know, the, the baker, you know, um, you're going to have your head lifted off of you. you know. Wow. Influence. Spend your spiritual capital. <laughs> you're not going to need it in heaven. Okay? Now, you might save some money to give to your grandchildren, but spend your spiritual capital. Influence people to godliness and influence people to participate in kingdom events. Influence people to do world missions. You can do it. Influence somebody, you know, to, to, give, to, to give some money to the kingdom so that we can drill water wells and so that people can see, you know, the Jesus film in India. Influence. Spend your influence. You know, you even know some ungodly people that you can influence. It's important. If you want to reach your maximum success, and if you want to do God the best job, then develop your influence and spend your spiritual influence while you're here on planet Earth. And then as well, basically, you remember what we talked about that day? Don't be afraid to ask. Do not be afraid to ask. Even in the midst of all that was going on, Joseph, ask the butler. He said, listen. When you get back to your, to your regular job, remember me. Speak to Pharaoh about me and get me out of this house. He spent his, in, you know, he, he, had, he had gained a little influence there. He spent his nickel right there. And later on, it was a couple of years, but later on, it did work for him that way. Faithfulness. We talked about flexibility. We talked about perspective. Confidence. Did y'all enjoy my joke on perspective yesterday? confidence we talked about meekness and if you missed the joke yesterday it's it's worth going back into the archives okay it's worth just 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 you know when you click out today click on the archives and do tomorrow do yesterday's do tomorrow's and send it to me do yesterday's and (laughs) and listen to that joke i thought it was funny but anyway we talked about meekness and meekness not being weakness you know that uh moses you know was said to be the meekest man on the earth you know that's what Number says about him. But who wrote that book? Moses did. Okay? Don't equate meekness with weakness. It's not a lack of resolve or a lack of perspective. We talked uh, a couple of days ago about being normal, you know, engaging in the routine of life. One of, one of the reasons why people aren't successful is because they're weird, they're spooky, and they're strange, okay? And it'll follow them all over the world. It'll follow them everywhere, and they keep on not being successful. But you know what? Weird, spooky, and strange people, oftentimes they think they're normal. Listen, if you're weird, spooky, and strange, just, live, just, just admit it, okay, and quit it. All right, and get a little normal routine to your life. You, you'd be shocked how much normal will promote you. Okay, and uh, we talked yesterday about uh, um, being articulate, speaking the language of your listeners. It does no good. The Apostle Paul became all things to all people. It does no good if you are not articulate. 
Okay? Now, there's our recap. And I told you before, I'm the recap king. Today, our word for the day is plan. Plan. You know, policies, rules, laws, regulations, all they are is plans. Our, are you 100% sure? Whereby we have seen uh, in the past uh, uh, seven days, we have seen, I'm, I'm sorry, I'll have to ask, how many people, Jason? Over 225 first-time decisions for Christ at our fair booth here locally. First-time decisions, not recommitments. We've had a number of recommitments. But you know why? It's because we have a plan. We have a plan. Are you 100% sure? It's a plan. The Romans road to salvation is a plan. A plan will bring, will bring you some measure of success. If, if, you, if you don't have a plan, well, then you're more likely not to. It's just preparation, prepared for the eventualities. Joseph thought ahead and developed a plan. One of the reasons why Joseph remained successful, not just became successful in that he got a position, but he made that position and he, he kept that position was because he continued to be a person who had a plan. He said, here's what we're going to do. You can read it in Genesis 41. Basically, a plan tells us what to do next. It keeps us on course, okay? It speaks of a commitment to the future, a belief in a better day yet ahead, okay? And that instills, there's nothing like leading when you lead with a vision. A vision can pull you out of a bad marriage. A vision can pull you out of a bad business relationship. A vision can pull you out of a bad life. Get a vision, get a plan, okay? A plan. And here's what Joseph did in Genesis 41. He said this to Pharaoh, and let them gather all the food of those good years that are coming and store up grain under the authority of Pharaoh and let them keep food in the cities. Then that food shall be as a reserve for the land for the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that that land may not perish during the famine. Wow. Listen, you know what he did? He gave Pharaoh this sense that this young man knew what he was doing. He had a plan. He had a plan. I mean, he just... He just listened to the voice of God in his inner man. And whether it, whether it comes over a week, a month, or whether it comes over a year, or whether it comes with interaction with others, it happened to come to him by the inspiration, by a word of knowledge, no doubt, as it was flowing out of him. And it can come that way as well. But God gave him a plan for the future. Not just a plan to, to get a position to be promoted, but a plan to keep that promotion. A plan that he could work in that position. A plan that happened to benefit all of, of, of the known world at that moment. And, and that plan was good. But he, he developed a plan. If you, the truth is, if you fail to plan, plan to fail. Your marriage, your finances, your job, your family, your future, it's not going to get better through osmosis, okay? If you don't paint your house, if you don't mow your yard, let me tell you, it's not going to get prettier and nicer and brighter, okay? It's built into this world system that things unattended to get worse. And sometimes they get worse because the attention people pay to it is haphazard attention. They are just reactionary. It's not a well-thought-out plan. Let me encourage you. Add an element to your life that is not just a quick action, a quick reaction, a quick response, an ill-thought-out advance. Plan. Know what you're going to do. Confidence will come to you when you know what you're going to do. When you have forecast and you have prepared for some eventualities on the road that you are on. How important it is to plan. Because if you fail to plan, you can plan to fail. 
Let's make our overcomers confession this morning together. Are you ready? Let's make this overcomers confession. Now, I pray that this is becoming first nature for you, how important it is to build the Word of God in your life and hold fast your profession of faith and not waver. I'm not talking about making up some type of uh, uh, um, mantra or some type of uh, polished rhetoric that you think you're going to, you know, you think Jesus died on the cross to give you a Cadillac. Forget that, okay? But you need to build on the inside of you the Word of God and what God has done. Let's make this confession together. Let's read it together. You ready? Those of you out in the parking lot in your cars, come on now. By now you ought to know this. You ready? Let's make it together. Through Jesus, my Lord, I am more than a conqueror. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of God. My spiritual eyes are being opened so that I can understand my calling, the wealth of my inheritance, and the kingdom power available to me. I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. No unclean or impure thought can captivate my mind. No sickness or disease has a right to my body. No unholy spirits can seduce or deceive me. The word of God is my meditation and my answer. I commit myself to God. He causes my thoughts to become agreeable with his thoughts. Because of this, everything I put my hand to will prosper. God has a plan for my life. He will succeed, and I am going to participate. Today, I want you to give some thought to where you want to be in one year, five years, in a decade. Do you have a plan? Is your long-term plan written down? Study before you answer. Get a plan when someone asks you a question. Certainly, you can depend on a word of knowledge and a word of wisdom from God for many things. But God also gives you time, time to plan. In fact, in Jeremiah 29 and verse 11, the Bible here, God speaking, says, For I know the plans I have for you. God knows the plans that he has for you. God has plans for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. God has predicted your success, and he's also planned for your future. Proverbs 27 and verse 12 says, A prudent man, he foresees evil and hides himself. The simple pass on and are punished. A prudent man, a diligent man, looks down the road. He foresees eventualities that he wants to avoid, and he plans how he's going to go through them, go around them, or take care of them. These elements that we're adding to our life, these elements of success, make sure as you're adding them to your life that you give some time, some attention, that you give some wisdom, some counsel, and that you get yourself a plan. Plan. God has a plan for your life. Do you? God bless you.